All right. Thanks for uh, hopping on with me today, Sean. If you wouldn't mind, for people who don't know who you are, could you give me a little intro about yourself and uh, the center that you're working with? Of course. Uh, my name is Sean. I'm center manager of Laser Alleys in York, Pennsylvania. We're currently a 24-lane bowling center with laser tag, a pretty large arcade, and a brewery and full kitchen all in the same area. Oh, and, and how long have you been with them? I've actually been with uh, the company 15 years. Been on this location for the last about eight, managing the last, I'd say, five. Okay. Um, and so tell me uh, a little bit of your backstory about how you got involved with the company and in the bowling space to begin with. Yeah, honestly, I started out as a mechanic at our first center over at Connie Park North. I was there, I guess, about seven years Started dabbling in the, like, the arcade games, repairing some of that stuff. Worked with a lot of technical things from the Wi-Fi systems, computer systems, that kind of thing. When we renovated Laser Alleys, we actually pulled out eight lanes. We added a tag, added a bigger arcade. And at that point, there was a need for me to go over to Laser Alleys. Initially, as a mechanic, that also had some expertise in the computer equipment running the arcade and the arcade mm -hmm. games themselves. As time went on, it kind of morphed. There's more and more work to be done in the arcade as we got busier, repairing tag vests, that kind of thing. Went through a couple managers that weren't, weren't the greatest. And eventually after, I think, two failed managers, they decided that with my experience and my knowledge and how long I've been around the business now, it was a good opportunity for me to, to lead a business. Yeah, that's awesome. So you went from mostly working on like the arcade machines or were you doing some of the bowling machines too? Pin centers really was primarily the first thing. Still been working actually lane machines that clean and oil the lanes as well. So I kind of been in a little bit of everything yeah. from the bottom to the top in, in the bowling center business. Yeah, you, you've done it all. That's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of managers have that, you know, full range of experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of a start from the bottom thing. It, it allowed me to learn a lot and I'm better at the position, I believe, because yeah, how much knowledge I have from the, from all aspects of the business. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm sure it's tough for your guys to pull one over on you. You've done it all. Yeah. Yeah. There's not much you can do. <laughs> yeah. You can't, right. you can't make up too much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, because you guys have a cool uh, situation with this new brewery. Tell me a little bit about how that came about and you know how it's going today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we've had a bar as long as I've been there. Originally, it was a traditional, it's your regular everyday pub or bar. And what we saw as once you pull the lanes out, put the tag in, it became more family friendly. And really over the last, I'd say, 10 years with getting the smoking out of the bowling centers. And I guess the idea of bowling has changed a lot from league bowler, you know, adult men drinking and smoking cigarettes and bowling. It's really morphed into a more family friendly thing here. And of course, we really had to offer. That was good for everybody. But as we got closer to the family side of things, we started noticing our bar and our and the bowling center didn't really mesh well together. Some of the clientele in the bar didn't really match the clientele in the center and vice versa. For us to be successful with tying the two together, I wanted bowlers or laser alley customers to walk into the, the bar area and feel comfortable in there. And that's as breweries have progressed, they become more and more family friendly. Uh, so that was our idea was to bring a family friendly atmosphere to the bar area with the brewery, uh, to tie the two sides together and make them work more in unison. Okay. And so you guys decided to switch from a full traditional bar to more of a, I guess, a brewery family family uh, focused 
Yep. Yeah. So uh, the, obviously the primary change is we you know, got the liquor license. We partnered up with Funk Brewing out of Amagas PA, who has a second location in Elizabethtown, Lancaster County. So we're now their third satellite location. So we offer mostly their beers and cans and drafts. We do offer a few other brands. Some of the laws in the past few years allowed you to sell other PA products, which is nice. So pretty much everything in the bar is local. It's all from the state and sold in the state, which is a cool concept. The farm to table of the beer business, I guess you would say. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah everything's local and that's, that's worked out pretty well so far. Yeah, and so I know it's, it's still really less than a year so far. Have you seen much of a change in like the client? Yeah, right off the bat, it all happened during the pandemic. So we had that shutdown time. Right. Uh, we did some renovations in there. The clientele is already morphing a little bit with the end of COVID and, and getting back in the regular swing of things. But obviously we're getting a lot more beer drinkers coming in. And one of the coolest things is a few weeks ago, we had a, a guy come in and we advertised our funky buckets, which is four of any of the funk beers mixed together in a bucket. When he came in with his wife and his two children, and his idea was to come in, get a bucket of, you know, four different beers. And him and his wife carried the bucket around the arcade. They played some games with the kids, played some laser tag. And mm-hmm. I think they bowled even when they're all done. But the wow. whole purpose of him coming there was because he could, everybody could have fun. Just craft beer and the kids could enjoy some arcade and bowling. And it all went together pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's really cool. Like you said, it's a lot of the bowling is switching from that traditional lane or uh, league bowling to more of this family focused thing. And for them to be able to each have their own thing they look forward to, Absolutely. it's a really good idea. Yeah, the bowling business in, in general, there used to be a day where it was, say, 80% league bowling and 20% open bowling. Our location is almost dead opposite of that. The arcade's about a third of the revenue for the building. Bowling is not our third, but open bowling or family just walking in off the street, customers. We have a lot more of that than we do at league bowling. Still offer league bowling, we still push league bowling, but we've changed even our league structure. So we're doing the youth thought leagues. We're doing, we just started a funk brewing bowling and beer league, which is basically they get funk beers every week to get first access to new releases. And it's all really partnered with the brewery to work together. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You're, you're telling me about that one. So now you've been around long enough, 15 years, how has this transition happened? Is this something that's been more recent or something that stretches back? Or I, I, I've really, you know, us working with a lot of other bowling centers, that's really the thing that we focus on is that switch more towards the family oriented bowling center, family fun center. How long have, have you been seeing this go on? Or is this more of a recent phenomenon or all the way back as far as you can remember? I would say it's probably within the last 10 years or so. Um, okay. You know, when I first started with the business, Connie Park North is a big, you know, league heavy center. A large majority of the business was league bowling. I mean, even your open bowling, if you want to call it that, a lot of that was league bowlers coming into practice. Part of the idea is with our family fund center, we have more revenue streams than just bowling. So that kind of draws extra people in. But yeah, I'd say by the last 10 years, it's, it's really been accelerated. I'd say the last five, uh, we're really seeing a big increase in open bowling. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus league, but I expect to continue in that direction. And it's, you know, it's becoming more and more important to have more than just bowling to do. We've added virtual reality, you know, games in our arcade. We just added a driving mm-hmm. simulator in our arcade. We're putting a lot more focus into that side of things because that gives you more to do than just your traditional bowling. It expands your market. The people where you can do the concentric, like the Venn diagram circles, yeah. definitely opens it up. So now you guys have a couple different things. You have a laser tag, the arcade. Talk to me a little bit about the evolution of that, about the games you guys have available and how that kind of plays a role and all the different product lines. Cause you, you mentioned you have a lot of different stuff. I, I see this is a big trend too, is people adding more and more things to the center. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we try to keep the arcade pretty well up to date. Um, 
typically every year uh, we'll go to it's IAPA in Florida. And you'll see a lot of the new release stuff. You can touch it, feel it, play it, ride it, whatever it is. So you get just exposed to it. You see a lot of other operators down there that might already have some equipment, but really it's just been updating things. And when we started before the renovations, we were still on the tokens. And now the evolution is the cashless systems. So we yeah. use an actual card system. Um, your, you load your money on your card, your tickets go on the card automatically through the Wi-Fi system. So there's no, no token jams, ticket to run out of games, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. Very high tech. We're actually working on now setting it up to where you can load your cards from your phone, actually keep track of say your whole family's cards on one app. And if your son's in the center during after school bowling program and he runs his card out, you could actually load it remotely. Really? Uh, Yep. So that's pretty that's cool. Be, yeah. Da dangerous if you're a parent. But the, the customers really want cutting edge games. We, we have a pretty good mixture of video, redemption and merchandisers and uh, just ever evolving. As things get mm -hmm. old and tired, you get rid of them and bring in some new stuff. So right. we're always adding stuff. We're always moving things around between our three centers, keep things fresh. That's really important with that stuff and keeping them well-maintained is, is a big part of it too. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the other thing I want to talk a little bit about is some of the different things that you're seeing work today. Obviously we work together a little bit on, on some of these things, but what kind of trends or like the beer and bowling league or other things like that do you see working really well that you're trying to move in that direction? Yeah. The big thing I'd say right now is probably packaging things together. We've had a pretty good success with our heavy fun packs, which kind of tie all areas together between the bowling tag and arcade and they always sell well we run different dealers from time to time with that we run combo packages during like holidays when kids are off school that always do very well so it seems like i guess it gives a better value for your money mm -hmm. and people like to see that price tag up front and say okay i'm getting everything for this price yeah um, rather than letting things pile up and add up i think it looks nicer that way so um, like an opt-in up front yep and then, and as far as our league stuff, the most successful league we probably have had as of late was the Get in the Mix League, which is now the Funk Beer and Bowling League. Mm -hmm. um, originally, Get in the Mix, it was, it actually started as a women bowling with wine league. Right. I guess they got tired of being just women every night, so they wanted right. to bring the, the men into it. I became Get in the Mix, and it was always kind of always centered around bowling, getting basically drink tickets for some free drinks that during that time, mm -hmm. and some court included food. Yeah. Um, and that one, that grew very quickly. And we had a lot of repeat customers that would come back season for season. And it seemed like every season we had a team, the same four people that split into two teams and brought two new people for each team. In. Yeah, multiply. Uh, so it was pretty wild. At the very beginning, it was all the same people at the end. They just drug in new friends to, to join them. Yeah. Uh, and it's been the same idea with the Youth Adult League. You know, a lot of our businesses sit around kids and adults. When we first started Youth Adult League, it was tied together with the arcade. So every week we did the highest team total from the previous week on a 20-day arcade card every week. Mm, okay. Um, so every week at the start of bowling, I'd walk around and whoever the highest was the previous week, congratulate them, give them an arcade card. They always went crazy over that. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where they'd be walking in the door looking at last week's scores to see if they're the ones that got the card. <laughs> Um, yeah. even at the end of the night, you know, they brought, they're running up and down the lanes, looking at everybody's recaps to see you know, <laughs> who's going to win the card next week. So I mean, that was always fun. And really at the end, the last night we had a big party, a pizza party, mm -hmm. everybody got arcade cards. We all played tag and, you know, that was a really fun atmosphere for them. And, um, that's something that we've just continued to grow that summer season is usually tough for leagues. And even this summer we have 14 teams in that league, which is for a summer league is, is crazy. You know, yeah. for that. Oh, wow. Yeah. For us, at least. Yeah, that's definitely really great. Um, you know, any way you can tie, you know, 
tie the league bowling into something else because in the traditional bowling of just bowling to win money at the end mm-hmm. it's done or it's getting close to being done so you know, unless there's a lot of money in the league like our big money night competitive league you need to tie our things into that to, to make it work so it really the casual leagues is what seems to be doing well these days yeah it's a lot of the casual stuff yeah. um you know one of our big success we had thanks to covid if it's weird enough to say that was our we have a no league league we call it and that one it's basically it's doubles they can come in any day of the week monday through mm-hmm. sunday mm, yeah outside of global bowling and bowl their match yeah and match up against everybody somebody each week but they don't have to physically be there together all the time oh that's cool um, so it was nice for people that wanted their distance during the covid you know pandemic right. but it's also nice for people that have weird schedules if they have working certain shifts each week or their schedule changes around but that's been even though covid is over Mm-hmm. Uh, that's doing better than ever as well. So yeah, um, that's another way to tie. It's, it's, it is casual. There is some money involved, but the flexibility of not having to be there on the same night every week has been nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've found that people like that a lot. Another center that we work with does a um, golf simulator league. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. You have a week period to come in anytime and you golf your round and then they have the league like that. And then they all have a designated like uh, weekly time that they can come and hang out, but you don't have to. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of, we have the same thing. We have an unorganized crew that comes in on Thursdays and they mm-hmm. all bowl together for that week. But yeah, I mean, because some people still want that, but mm-hmm. it's nice to have that, you know, flexibility. And do you have plans for any more like casual based leagues or are you at capacity or what's the plan for that? If, if that seems to be growing. One thing we're starting, and obviously when you, when you bring in new bowlers, especially people that are new to the sport in general, what, what keeps people wanting to keep on bowling is good scores. Obviously the term nine pin no tap has been around for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. where basically you knock down nine pins and your first ball is considered a strike. Okay. Uh, we actually started doing that with the Youth Adult League uh, two seasons ago, and people went crazy for it. The kids love it. When they, mm-hmm. when they pop off a 150 or even a 200 score, right. they get pretty excited about that. For the summer session, we're going to try it out for Tuesdays, just doing a regular adult nine-pin no-tap league in the evenings, mm-hmm. see how that goes. But it definitely brought additional excitement into the Youth Adult League for sure. Yeah, uh, it's, the kids love that. They get all excited when they see they have a couple strikes in a row, or they, they get that just get nine pins down mm-hmm. to, to get that strike. They get really excited about it. Yeah, it's a little bit of a handicap. Yeah, that kind of plays into all the bowlers. I, I don't right. think, I can't think of anybody who doesn't like getting a strike for knocking down nine. Of course, yeah. there's uh, pesky ten pins. Yeah, absolutely. And that brings up a good segue into the next thing I want to ask you about is how you guys are handling summer, how you typically handle summer. Obviously, things slowed down a bit, but what do you guys do in the summertime to try to keep? Yeah, uh, so actually in the summer, we do run a program called Kids Bowl Free. It's actually an outside company that, that does the actual uh, program. So right. the center, you yeah. can sign up. Yeah. Kids get two free games a day. But it's nice because you can set your own times. It doesn't have to be a set time. Each center individually chooses what times they want to offer it. But really that, as far as open play, it gets us pretty busy. Um, okay. It's for any, I think it's any kids. It's 14 and under, I believe, or 12 and under, I'm sorry. Okay. But you can also purchase a family pass for, I think it's $30. And that allows you to sign up anybody who's over the, the threshold or the parents up as well. Uh, so they can bowl our two free games a day, mm-hmm. every day, all summer long, whatever days are active. We also do a ton of daycare, summer camps, mm-hmm. um, you name it, from that kind of sector, church youth groups. There's weeks we'll have one every day of the week, Monday through Friday mm-hmm. for weeks in a row. Um, yeah. Actually, do a full summer part summer camp program two weeks out of the year or two weeks out of the summer, separate weeks, where we actually have kids to sign up through the one park program. They basically offer there's different programs all summer long in different places. But we're one of those you know venues 
Mm-hmm. But they come in every day and we tailor it to them. We have, they eat lunch every day. They bowl every day. Uh, but we mix in some other stuff like a ski ball tournament or an air hockey tournament, laser tag tournaments. So it is something yeah. different every day. That's um, really cool. A little bit of instruction on bowling. To be honest, the younger kids, they just want to get their bowling over with so they can go play in the arcade. <laughs> That's, sure. You know, we, we do limit the amount of bowling they do just because yeah. they get they go crazy over the arcade and tag. And that's, hey, they're there to have fun. So whatever they want to do, we're okay with that. Absolutely. But between all those things, we keep, we actually, a lot of bowling centers do close in the summertime due to lack mm-hmm. of business. So we're pretty fortunate between Kids Bowl Free and all the different camps and programs that come out to see us over the summer. We, we keep pretty busy. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know you guys had that many of the camps and other programs there. Is that something that you built up like over the years or how did you guys get that rolling? We've always offered some sort of kind of field trip to different, you know, daycares, that kind of thing. It's just one of those, it it kind of snowballs as you get new programs to come in and check you out. A lot of them, we have them on a mailing list. So as soon as our new uh, packages come out for the following summer, we automatically send them the packages and we've been booking those things for the last two, three months and knowing that summer's mm. coming, they're already calling in and yeah. getting their dates reserved so they can get them in before they're before they're gone. We go through, look at our local areas as far as daycares, that kind of stuff and find lists. A lot of times they reach out to us. We get a lot of people that reach out from summer camps, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. looking for a field trip activity to do right. on one of their camp days. So a lot, of it, a lot of it's organic and some of it is just a repeat business. They come, mm-hmm. once they come once, we usually have them pretty well hooked and the kids are back at the right. Yeah. And, and kids uh, talk a lot, so they tell their parents, and then the word spreads, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. No, that's really cool, because that's a different take than what I've heard. Uh, some people, if they can, they'll have a patio or something outside and really try to push that. But that's a great idea for those that don't have that available space. Yeah. Yeah. Segue into the next one, speaking of outdoor space, is tell me a little bit about how you guys made it through the last two years through COVID and everything. Maybe touch on some of the things that are you're still doing now and how you got through. Yeah, really, it was a, a wild time, that's for sure. Um, we're in Pennsylvania naturally, so we got shut down for a, a pretty good period of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Came back for a little bit, we're shut down again for like New Year's and stuff, which that was our, New Year's is our biggest night of the year. So. Right. That was a pretty big hit as well. But initially uh, we did keep the lane spacing. We were skipping lanes. We were sanitizing the balls every time, you know, they would go down, they would bowl, they leave their balls on the rack. We'd go down through, wipe them down, sanitize them. Once they're dry, put them away. So mm-hmm. there's a lot more labor involved with cleaning and keeping yeah. things. I mean, every time they were done, couch cushions, anything that was wipeable was wiped. Um, yeah. Keep everything clean. Uh, we were going through buckets of sanitizing wipes a week. It was, <laughs> right. it was a little wild. Yeah. Um, and that's, and again, no league league that was born. Uh, for league bowlers, we lost a lot of league, I guess I would say the senior league business. Some of them we were able to keep around by spacing them. So we we do every other lane to keep them spaced out. And some of them are okay with that. Some opted to not bowl at all. But the biggest thing was just keeping customers to make them feel safe. Always, we posted what our cleaning pro- process was on our website in the center so people, you know, understood what we were doing there for them and try to keep them safe. And that worked out, you know, pretty well for us. Obviously laxed on it now, the pandemic's for the most part over. Yeah. Uh, and it, we've learned some stuff along the way and some things we found out that aren't as important as other things. Going forward right now, back to regular business at this point, mm-hmm. just rolling. Yeah. Have you seen somewhat of a resurgence or back to prior levels, um, past prior levels? We've, we've seen a few people coming in with masks now, which, you know, is mm-hmm. natural. We've always, we still have the hand sanitizer out, so that's all still yeah. available. We still have the stuff available there yeah. to clean. We still actually but, have cleaner we're using 
to clean the balls and stuff available as yeah. well. So if somebody really wants something cleaned, mm -hmm. um, we have no issue doing that for them. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. When I say resurgence, I meant more people coming back. Oh, yes. So you saw yes. Us, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Different resurgence. Yeah. Last year was the biggest year you've had in I don't know how many years. Yeah. Um, you could definitely tell people were tired of being cooped up and business really did explode last year. It was, it was a challenge for sure. Yeah. It's something we weren't really used to and it was across the board. It was bowling. It was arcade. Um, it was just, it was quite the year last year. Yeah. For sure. And right. even the beginning of this year uh, has been very good for us. The time we were down was tough, but I think we're starting to make up for that mm -hmm. at this point. Um, you know, we're just happy to be back. We're happy to see our, our weekly regulars coming in to bowl or drink or play arcade. Right. We, have regulars. we have regulars in every facet of the business. So there's, we have people that come in for the arcade, just sit there at the Willy Wonka all day and <laughs> right. hug along. So that happens. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're just all glad to have everybody back. And yeah, you know, I think we have a pretty good staff on hand that really enjoys um, all of our customers. We have a lot of customers that enjoy the staff too, I hope, but everybody gets along pretty well. Yeah. So that would be actually my next question because that seems to be the big issue for people is uh, staffing. You said you have a good staff. What are some things you guys do to keep it or, or attract talent? Or even some people are struggle just to, to get bodies in the door. Yeah. Yeah. I will say hiring has been a very tough process. We've been very fortunate. The staff that we had to begin with was pretty strong and we're really happy that a lot of them stuck around because everybody had to work a few more hours, but we never really suffered too bad. We usually kept everything staffed pretty well. We're still trying to fill holes. And even today, it's still very tough to fill, to fill positions. Yeah. Um, we can get 20 applications. You make 20 phone calls, you get six answers you get mm -hmm. six interviews scheduled and two show up yeah and that's just been the, the running thing i would say maybe five percent of applicants will actually show up for an interview wow um, you make contact and everything else i mean those are the ones you make contact with that's not one of the ones you yeah you know, let but, but for us it's just always been a, we've always had a really good atmosphere for our employees i think if you look at everybody that's in the building most of them have been there for a, a quite a long time. Our adults have been there. The people who are older have been around in the business for quite a while. And our younger staff typically starts out 15, 16 years old as like a party attendant, maybe. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them stick around the whole way through high school, summers during college, or even working during college. And they move on to their forever careers. I say in the last, you know, six years I was there, I probably had six staff members that started out with me as a junior in high school mm -hmm. and didn't leave until they got their career after college. Wow. And it's nice that way. Everybody gets along. There's nobody that, that doesn't get along with everybody else. And that's a big part. It's a good atmosphere. That's what I think does the best for us. Yeah. That, that's pretty impressive. What would you say contributes to that retention rate that you have? That's not, you know, super common in the service industry in that type of um, environment. To be honest, I'm not really sure. I, I, I try to get a swallowed head. I, I told him a nice manager to work for and one of those favorites I've ever worked for. But I guess you mean to be flexible for the most, without being too flexible. But we, I think we, we do a pretty good job accommodating everybody's needs, working around school schedules and sports schedules and, and that kind of thing. And that's been a big part of it and communicating and being, I'm a manager. It's usually in the trenches. I'm not like, I don't want to pick on restaurants, but you'll go to say Buffalo Wild Wings a lot and you see mm -hmm. the manager, he walks around and checks on tables. Right. You, you, you ever see that guy with his hands dirty? And a lot of my time is working in the center. Typically if I'm there, I'm in the trench with everybody else. Nothing's below me from running the register to clean up a, a spill or a mess somewhere. Um, yeah. I think that's a good part of it too. Putting yourself in the same level as them saying anything you would, I would ask you to do, I would do myself. I think that goes a long way with some employees. Uh, right. Not just sit on, my big, sit up on your throne and cast orders. Right. 
Yeah. It sounds like they have a good leader to follow. And from what I've talked to other people, that seems to be the biggest role is having a good leader in that seat. All right. So we're coming around to the, uh, the time mark. So just to finish up, I wanted to ask two things. What, where you see the industry going in the next couple of years, and then the biggest piece of advice you'd give to people, someone who's running a center on how they can improve. Okay. Yeah, so where I see things going, I do see a lot more young faces coming in the bowl. I know we talked a lot about the business kind of morphing into more family fun than the league bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am seeing some younger people getting involved in bowling. And I, I think the league bowling is going to come back a little bit. I think that's going to build a little bit more than it has in the past. I'm not quite sure what's causing it, to be honest. We've always had after-school bowling programs and youth bowling programs. But I guess I'm seeing more and more teenagers getting involved from uh, actually here in, in York. We've started some high school bowling teams that non-existent for years in this area. Mm-hmm. And I think now we have four or five high school teams. And actually, shout out to uh, the one team out of Connie Park North. They won the state championship and awesome. uh, they're on their way to nationals That's in awesome. their first year with the PIAA. That was pretty exciting to see. And um, actually, the owner of Laser Alleys and Connie Park North mm-hmm. is doing a big part in helping fund their trip down to... Uh, national that was pretty cool to have have our local team and make yeah, it that's awesome. one. so mm-hmm. um, i do see a, I, th- I think a, a small resurgence in the in the league bowling side but i think it's just it's going to be ever important and more and more bowling centers converting to fecs right it's more and more important to add additional revenue streams uh, yeah. from arcade to laser tag there's some places they're doing escape rooms that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, i think anything you can do to offer more in, in one location uh, the better you're going to do yeah, um, I think it's it's really important. Yeah, every road district has a, has its own draw to it. So for us in New York, we're the only bowling center that has a tag in arcade. So mm-hmm. somebody's making a choice of where to go, and Susie wants to bowl, and Johnny wants to play arcade, and Dad wants a, a craft beer. There's only one place they can choose; they can do, do right. all those things. Uh, yeah. So it's a great place to be. Yeah, no, I, I love that. It's like having more lines in the water, like when you're fishing, more things to attract people with. Yeah, yep, that's definitely. awesome. And cool. the second question, I forgot the second mm-hmm. question already. Oh, yeah. Anything that, if you had one piece of advice to give to a center to either run better or improve their center, something they can implement, what would be your, your piece of advice? Um, that's a tough one. I, I think the, the best thing to do is just stay updated. We're an ever-evolving world here of technology. And of course, it's great when it works and not so great when it doesn't. But that's really important for us working on a reservation system right now to do online reservations. And the easier making for your customers to make a reservation, book a birthday party, play in the arcade, whatever it might be, the better. Mm -hmm. So that's one of our biggest things for us is we've tried as hard as we can to modernize the center. Keeping things up to date, keeping things clean is a huge thing. People will notice clean. People notice dirty as well, but people really notice right. when you keep the place clean when it's updated. Yeah. And that's one of the things I think we're so fortunate with our, our renovations being so recent. I have a lot of people walk in and say, oh, this is the coolest bowling center I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. And because we are somewhat renovated and updated, but it is important to have new stuff, new equipment, you know, and just be modern because that's what... Mm-hmm. These kids nowadays are looking for, especially right. I mean, most kids can run an iPad better than I can. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. naturally, you know, they don't want to come in and type their names in on a, a keyboard with with the old CRT monitor. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good piece of advice. Keep it clean, yep. keep it modern, and I, I'm sure that's a big part of the affinity you're seeing with the younger crowd. Yeah, yeah, I think it's done done a tremendous amount for us. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's all I had for today, Sean. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Uh, thanks again. We'll get this out to you. Clip it up. But yeah. Thanks for, for hopping on and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. No problem. Thank you.